What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another installment of Crime and Wine. How are you, Siobhan? <laughs> um, um, my skin is revolting against me. Revolting. I want to unzip it and hang it on the closet until it acts right. I want to just be muscles and tendons at this point. Jeez, not unzip it. Can I just, like, I'm done. Can I retire it? Do I get new skin? Because this one has clearly glitched and I need something to happen. Girl, you can't get no new skin. If I can't get no new lungs, you can't get no new skin. This is the worst eczema flare-up I have ever experienced. I, <laughs> I think if I had nuclear secrets, I would tell them at this point. This now, y'all know she dramatic as hell. No, no. No, I believe it's uncomfortable in the motherfucker. It feels like it is itching under my skin. It itches to the point that it burns. Things itch I didn't even know could itch. Did not even know nerve endings existed there to stimulate the feeling of itching. And this is where I have been residing for the past five days. I have been slipping and sliding like a grease pig because I am out here lathered in the ointment. I am just sitting at the altar of the Lord and praying that he takes the hives away at this point because I have nothing left to give. <laughs> Besides like ointment to relieve itching, what can, just have you done anything to attempt to dry the rash out? Oh, I told you, I am a blueberry with the amount of oatmeal that I have sat in over the past five days. <laughs> <laughs> I am it is oatmeal baths it is rose water spritzes it is the coconut oil it is all of the things I have the special Cetaphil eczema soap the, the eczema lotion I got the, the exfoliation bars I got the I have all the things if there is a thing to have I have it I am using it. I am oiled. I have never been so well moisturized in my life. I don't think I have had a clearer layer of skin with the exception of where the eczema rashes are <laughs> in my life because I have done all of the things. I'm talking an oatmeal bath in the morning and then a shower with all the other shit at night. I am doing all of the things. Well, I am so sorry. And it's kind of sucks. You about to just be out here red and bumpy. I am the reddest black person I've ever seen. Because I am the reddest black person. Like Larry the Lobster off this motherfucker. I am red. Larry the Lobster, really? Why'd you have to give him the first name, Larry? Oh, that's the lobster from SpongeBob. I guess you didn't get it. I don't watch SpongeBob. You know I don't watch SpongeBob. (laughs) You know I don't watch nobody, though. Stupid old SpongeBob. I'm good, girl. Man, ain't nothing wrong with me. I ain't got no eggs. I don't even like eggs. Mm-mm. I want to punch you now. It's not nice. You shouldn't want to be violent toward people. It's not cool. I don't even like eggs. I should hit you in your face. Mm-mm. I'm just saying. I don't even like eggs. I don't, I don't have eggs. Yeah. 
The funny thing is, there's plenty of people who actually think it's egg. Yes. <laughs> Just like old timers or all timers. I'm like, oh my gosh. All right. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, people say all timers all the time. Oh Thank my gosh. No, it is. Well, what is you uh, sipping on? Oh, it's just a simple vodka soda. And a splash. I I seen some color to that. Oh, it's the color of the soda. I think you lie. She got a splash of pineapple juice. Let me see. Oh, it's a cherry grape. She got a splash of raspberry lemon. I mean, strawberry lemonade in there. I would say that. Signalize. All right. So this what I, so this is what I had had. So you know it's supposed to be my brunch date, right? Mm-hmm. So I made my little brunch, my little copycat of um, what's that place? Chick fil A, little little chicken minis, little hash brown. Made me a little mimosa, and that's what I'm sipping on. But I decided to be kind of extra. My mimosa is not orange juice; it's actually raspberry. I'm sorry, not raspberry, cranberry elderberry juice. And I got a little, 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 what'd you say? Little stats, dash, what'd you say? Splash. Little okay. splash of brandy in it. Mm. With the sparkling wines. Okay. And a little strawberry in the top because I'm extra. All right. Well. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into this. So Siobhan can take her itchy ass and do something don't, with herself. Don't do that. Oh, sorry. My bad. I That's love my sister. Right. You ain't have to do all that. So, <laughs> so we have talked about a Brinks robbery before, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And they was uh they looked all it looked weird. Didn't what they got some weird ass masks and shit. Weren't they they were old, right? They were well, it was. They weren't old when it happened, but the case was old. They uh-huh. weren't like 60. But I don't remember the exact details of how. Well, this thing, we're there. talking about another Brinks robbery. Uh-huh. This particular Brinks robbery involves an individual that we know their son rather well. Uh-huh. We, as in like the world. Oh, I was like, I know him. Okay. Not, not you and I. Yeah, not you and I. We as in the world. Mm-hmm. You want to know what son we're referring to? Yes. This here son that we're referring to actually passed away in the mid-90s. Very famous rapper. Just that. Mm-hmm. Shakur. Tupac. Mm. Mm. And we're referring to the Brinks robbery that happened in 81 in which Matula Shakur was involved in. Mm -hmm. Which there's other stuff behind that and him being the father and something his mother did and something, but they ain't got nothing to do with us, not our kids. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. Nothing to do with what we talk about right now. So essentially, this is what had happened. This is what had happened. Okay. So it was a couple people. uh, Let's see. It was one, two, three, four, five six seven people total that was actually making a decision to go on ahead 
and uh, try to rob yet again Brink's truck, just like the last time. Well, no, last time people robbed the building. This yeah, they robbed. took the building. After. Yes, yeah. So this one was actually robbing the truck. So this was part of um, what they were calling the Black Liberation Army. Army. Yeah. Those are individuals that actually were following through with this. Okay. So essentially what happened, um, that one of the individuals, um, last name Bowden, was going to drop their, uh, their, their child off to a babysitter, okay? And had a U-Haul truck. So you motherfuckers had a damn U-Haul. That's kind of funny. Baby's ready. No, that's kind of like a U-Haul. That's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Because it's like, you go rent a truck, leave your license, a credit card, all literally... Everything except for a scan of your booty hole with these people, Girl. and then go and do crime in it. What? Right. But she like waited over in a uh, like a nearby parking lot, um, and there were the other accomplices were in a red van. Came up in a red van where the truck was making a pickup. Okay. So at almost four p.m., uh, three fifty-five to be exact, the Brinks guards. Um, came out of a mall carrying the money. Mm -hmm. As they were in the process of going ahead and trying to put the money into the truck, here come the robbers. They come storming the truck. They come out, attack, right? They are armed, armed. So, all right. Let's mm -hmm. pull over. Because location-wise, mm -hmm. this makes total sense to do it here, right? Because they coming out the mall. Brings pick up for everybody. Mm-hmm. So short, uh, like this is the best chance of getting the most unmarked money, right? Because the mall don't necessarily, like the stores in the mall don't have those same fail safes that the bank has. You could come up mm -hmm. on bank level returns, but mm -hmm. without the risk of die packs and shit like that. So mm -hmm. logically makes sense. Execution wise, them niggas that drive Brinks trucks be having 99,000 guards and it be 15 of them motherfuckers. You just don't see half of them. <laughs> well, in this particular instance, it's actually only three. Hmm. only three of them. So the two people that was in there getting the money and the one that's always waiting in the Brinks truck. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, Brinks trucks are always armed though. Yes. Of course, they're always armed. Like, mm -hmm. I'm talking like being able to shoot out of like a bullet hole, like a hole meant for the yeah. gun. Yeah. without actually having to open the door um but of course because the brink's truck so it's uh bulletproof stuff including including bulletproof glass and essentially what was going on is they were trying as they were trying to shoot and steal the money they were shooting at the bulletproof windshield um but as they were doing all of this and they were trying to attack the two guards um peter page was actually hit multiple times and died instantly um, that was one of the guards. Another one, uh, Joseph Trombino. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Trombino, yeah. Um, he was able to just shoot once, and then he ended up being hit in the shoulder by several rounds, but uh, like to the point where it almost actually took his arm off. Yeah. But he did not die, though. He did not die. Um. Then the uh, last person that was in the car, in the truck, sorry, uh, James Kelly, he started seeing what was going on behind him with all the shots and everything and, you know, obviously returned fire, but it was too many of them and it was just, they was just hitting the Brinks truck, just hitting it. 
he yeah. ends up trying to hide under the dashboard, but he ended up being hit in the head by glass. The uh, so the the robbers they ended up grabbing one point six million dollars. Okay. but again, why it makes sense to hit the Brinks truck after they leaving the mall? Because again, ain't no dive packs in there, and you could get a good amount of money because you know it. They picked up from at least twenty five stores. Yeah, this it, it but 1.6 mil because 1.6 mil is equivalent to 4.8 as of two years ago. Yeah. Like, and that's probably just like a random, like after a random weekend, right? Like that's probably like a right. Tuesday pickup. Just imagine if you would have got like a hollow, like a Tuesday after a holiday, right. like you know. 1.6 mil, that's well, I, I'll say 4.8 mil, so we can really understand what it is. I mean, that's a lot, but then I think about it like it's a lot, but it's not. It's not because I think about it like, you know, I've been in retail for forever. Like I've done, mm-hmm. and I've worked in some high volume stores. If you think about a mall, like those, those flex, those like anchor stores, hell, mm-hmm. 800,000 of that could have came from just that one store. So yeah. it's, like, it's a lot, but not for real. Cause it's not a lot. Three pickups. Not only that, the the split. Now, granted, it's a it's a lot considering and the then time. You gotta split it. It's like it's a lot if you if you don't have nothing. But then when you get into the practicality of life, it's like, am I saying if somebody wanted to hand me four point eight million dollars, would I turn that shit down? Absolutely, I'm taking it. But I'm saying, if I got four point eight right now at my current age, I couldn't never work again. Right, I would still have to figure some shit out. Like I would have to figure out as I got older, it would like if I got right, right. If I got four point eight in like how old am I? Thirty five. I got four point eight in about forty years, and I'd be like, okay, I ain't got to do nothing else. (laughs) But if I get four point eight now, because if I got four point eight right now, at my age that I am right now, with everything stays exactly the same. I don't change my lifestyle at all with the kids, with everything. By the time I'm 60, I would have to start thinking about some things. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, now, yeah. But it's like, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I couldn't, like, never work again. Right, right, right. But I could, I could chill out for quite a while, but I couldn't that's never true. do anything again. Yeah. So yes, while I had, I have to find a way to make it make some more money. Like yes, or at least find out how to make that money make leisure. Right, right, exactly. Well, after they went ahead and they got that amount of money, let's say about four point eight in today's money, they went ahead and uh, fled the the scene. They ran and they got over to a parking lot with a yellow Honda and they got the hell on U-Haul. That U-Haul just uh, means me. Because it's like, <laughs> y'all literally the most traceable vehicle you could find. Because <laughs> not so, only do they have vehicles and like, come on, bro. But in all honesty, because technically the one who got the U-Haul, she was never there. So what that's yeah, not even really makes sense the to problem. get it in this person's name, but that wasn't even really the problem and no lie, because they got they got all that. They they took the money, switched cars, threw the money into the U-Haul and the, and the Honda, and everything was cool. But there was a college student across the street in the house who saw everything happen, saw them switch vehicles, and then they she's the one that ended up letting the police know what was really going on. Of course. Okay. <laughs> So if you're doing something that somebody sent you, you better. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. So as that's happening, well, when after that happened, the police units uh ended up you know looking all over 
it's all over the country, but it's kind of like not quite the country like that, but they started looking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They started looking everywhere, trying to figure out what, like, who did it, what's going on, what they're going to be able to do. Um, and uh, eventually the country started covering the, the shooting that happened at the mall involving the Brinks truck. Yes. Okay. Yes. Then uh, yes. some officers ended up seeing that that U-Haul truck and uh, the 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 Honda at the entrance at an entrance wrap in in New York. Okay, the police was kind of like, mm, I don't know, maybe that's right, maybe it's not. Um, but they was like, you know, since it was reported that all of the robbers were black but the occupants of this particular vehicle were white, mm-hmm. which was actually very deliberate. They did yes. it intentionally to kind of throw off the police. That's what they were like. Uh, I don't really know if this is them. So, but they said, well, since it's actually matched the description of the getaway car, they went ahead and the cops went ahead and pulled it over. Um, and because they already knew the robbers had guns, they approached also with guns drawn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so after they, they did that and, uh, they were trying to come up to the, to the police, I mean, to the car, the truck, and the police ended up like lowering their guns. Um, six, <laughs> six men armed with automatic weapons and wearing body armor came up out the back of that truck and started firing our <laughs> officers. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the officers ended up firing two or three rounds at them. Uh, before he ended up being hit uh one of robbers walked up we're not gonna do that we just gonna go ahead and say that he uh he ended up killing somebody yeah we're not gonna get too deep into that these are real people and i'm sure this family is still alive this only happened in 81 mm-hmm. um so we're not gonna get too deep into that but well, let's just say some stuff started happening and there was a right. whole lot of before a lot of bullets flying uh u-haul and all of that um but a lot of shit ended up happening on the expressway in New York from all of this, okay? So after they tried to go ahead and get away, Gilbert Brown and Clark, who were three people that was a part of the the, the, the robbers, uh, they ended up crashing the Honda. How you gonna, my thing that always gets me is how you gonna be running from the cops and be so goddog on reckless that you get yourself caught because you cause an accident? You know how often that shit happens. It's wild. It's like if you don't not have even thinking precision driver skills, why are we should have car chases? What are we doing? Yeah. What's happening? Like really, dude? Are y'all forming you a little races? Because if not, I don't understand why we doing car chases, bitch. Y'all are not trained. An accident for real. So after that accident, um, the three of them ended up being arrested and police found $800,000 from the robbery. And then you, um, you on a police chase with the shit in your court? Come on, bro. That's, about, that's only about half of it, though, because the total was like 1.6. I don't give a fuck it was a quarter. Well, this is the thing, though. No, because no, in all honesty, that's smart. You don't put it all in one spot. No, no, that no, way no. I'm one not talking about that. I'm saying you got any part of this. You supposed to be the most, the safest, most inconspicuous driver ever. Don't be out here no. like they only had the two cars, so you had to put half in one spot, half in the other. <laughs> they that ain't what they supposed to do. 
What are you supposed to do? They had to split it. Now that part was smart because there's plenty of people who actually don't even think to who do don't that. Even do that part? Yes, at least they, like it's like some parts of this were so well planned, and other parts were so <laughs> so poorly done. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so the three of them end up being arrested. Uh, police ends up tracking the license plate of one of the uh, getaway cars to a, a an apartment in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, so they end up going to the state apartment in Jersey, and they found weapons, bomb making materials, blueprints of six Manhattan police precincts, and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. They was they was doing some stuff. Okay, investigation actually ended up uh, revealing later that the apartment was rented uh, by Buck, who had been previously arrested for providing weapons to, I'm just going to say BLA. Because in all honesty, although this was happening, I don't don't know who's listening. I don't know know who might be listening to get get it pushed to somebody. I'm sorry, but some of the... Shucky that they was doing back then in the 80s, these black folks, I'm here for it. <laughs> so the people, I mean, I'm sorry, I am. <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying that this was a good idea. Uh, but yeah. So she ends up being uh sentenced to 10 years in prison, um, but then ends up getting out in 77. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> So remember, this is and, uh, Buck, and I'm going to just assume, based upon all of this that's happening, this one she wasn't black, right? Then, I'm just gonna assume that because if she was arrested for providing weapons to them, but then ended up she was granted furlough, really is what it was. She wasn't really out, but if she was granted furlough and then just never returned, that's what I'm saying. Like, huh? Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. you know what? Go off, sis. <laughs> Go While they were at the apartment, police also ended up finding papers that listed the address uh, in uh, Mount Vernon, New York, of a small city in a small city in uh, Westchester County. Uh, yeah, I know Mount Vernon very well. When when the police raided that apartment, they found clothing, guns, ski masks, all kinds of stuff, ammunition, all kinds of things. Um, investigation later, later revealed that the clothing belonged to Buck, who mm-hmm. had accidentally shot herself in the leg <laughs> when she tried to draw her weapon during the shootout with police. Because she's Cheddar Bob. Not Cheddar Bob! She <laughs> <laughs> did shoot herself in the leg. Not <laughs> Cheddar Bob, she's you an idiot. He shot himself in the leg trying to pull the gun out. She's literally Cheddar Bob. <laughs> Um, all the license plates on the vehicles seen uh, near the Mount Vernon address mm-hmm. were entered into the uh, the system. Uh, later, a couple days later, uh, NYPD spotted the Chrysler, the 78 Chrysler with the license plate that had been seen mm-hmm. at Mount Vernon apartment. Like, it sounded like they just had a whole bunch of license plates. They was just switching them. They was out. just switching them from car to car. That's the kind of shit I'll be talking about. Mm-hmm. That's when you could do it because it took three damn days to run a plate. That's 30 minutes. Right. Right. <laughs> right now, you can't do that. Time, you can figure out this plate don't go to this garbage. I got a whole new one. I switched it. <laughs> I feel like doing crime then would have been fun. It took too long for them to get to it. You could do this shit while somebody caught up to you. Man, that's I be thinking uh, about. I'm like, I wow, really they could get away like, with shit. 
I really be thinking, just imagine check kiting in like the 60s. Girl. I would have been Frank Abagnale out this motherfucker. Just <laughs> place to place. Because you hoes cannot catch me. I am the gingerbread bitch. Because I'm out. <laughs> Girl. I can't. Uh, but yeah, so the the vehicle that had uh, had one of the many license plates that they found in that apartment was mm-hmm. occupied by two individuals who was part of this whole thing. Um, they ended up running from the police, of course, mm-hmm. uh, when they tried to pull them over. But yet again, guess what happened? Vehicle crash. Um, so once crash. they actually crashed the car, the two occupants emerged, obviously because they're on the run. Starts to be a shootout. Uh, one mm-hmm. of them ended up dying, and the other ends up being captured. Yeah. Um, three more participants um ended up being arrested just a couple a couple months later. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially everyone ended up being arrested, and the last person, which is Mr. Shakur, who was accused to be the ringleader, was yeah. arrested uh in '86. Now this is my thing, and like I said, I don't know who listening. I don't know where this is might this might go, but let's be straight up. We all know the damn government didn't like them Shakurs. <laughs> See, I don't know how well, how much you want to go into it. We know that God doggone government did not like them Shakurs. I don't want to go into it. <laughs> we know, I, hey, I said it. The government did not like them damn Shakurs. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna sit. I stand by it. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here. I'm, I decided because I'm I'm too itchy to be spicy today. I'm gonna sit over here and eat my rice. I said it. So rather he was or was not, they already made the determination that he was going to be. I mean, is, the thing about it is, it don't even like, matter if they was actually related or not because they wasn't. But it's still the that name they, that is common among. They were well. Family. They. They, they, they were, but her in yeah. the sense that he, he was his stepfather. He was. He was who his mother ended up being. Yeah. I, I yes. was talking about the greater thing of that name, but. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Um, But yeah, like I said, no matter if he was or not, the government gonna tack it on them damn Shakur's. I'll tell you that. I, but again, I'm gonna sit here and eat my rice because my ex and my ex look too bad for me to be spicy today. Excellent advice. Don't go alone. I said it. <laughs> so three individuals: Gilbert, Baluk, Balagoon, Balugun, and Clark, <laughs> ended up being the first ones. Uh, the first individuals that went to trial. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a motion by the defense. The trial was transferred to uh, <laughs> Orange County, Rockland from Rockland County to Orange County. That That's was interesting. Well, it gotta be. Hmm. Due to concerns regarding um the partiality of the juror, juror pool in Rockland. So let's just take it to uh somebody who's gonna be partial the other way. Exactly. So let's go from the black community to the white community and see how this is there gonna go. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> so of course they had to do that because by doing that, that means Again, we're gonna make it go our way. A guaranteed conviction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the jury ended up uh, not being convinced by um, 
Odina's reasoning at the end of the trial, it took the jury only four hours of liber for deliberation to return a verdict convicting all three defendants of armed robbery and three counts of murder. <laughs> so, you know, how, how long did I say that was? How many hours? Four. Four hours. Yeah. So, so the BS of saying, well, we don't want to be impartial. To then taking it somewhere else that the jury made a decision in four hours. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's, in my eyes, big cases, cases that involve in murder and a large amount of money type of robbery and things like that. I don't think any deliberation should be over that goddamn kind of fast, personally. No, because I feel if, like unless like the only way that it is is if you full blown see the whole thing, hear the entire conversation on a video, right then and there, from beginning to end, maybe. And that's it. Super, super clear cut for me to say yes. that you may thorough in, in any mm -hmm. case. If it's not super, super, super clear cut, it's hard for me to say you thoroughly assessed all of the information that quickly. In four hours. Like, come on now. In any, in any case involving anything, unless it's a situation that it's like, short of this person getting up and saying, yes, I did the shit and I'll do it again. Short mm -hmm. of that, it's like, there's no clearer way to make this. And that's mm -hmm. even a rare occasion for real. Yeah. Yeah. But the three of them was like, man, F that. I ain't even going to be up this. They decided I, I ain't, we ain't going to sit in the goddamn old courtroom. So they just stayed in the basement, holding cell, drinking a little coffee. And it was like, you know, it did. I'm not, I'm not getting ready to be part of this, uh, this, this racist court system. Mm -hmm. Instead, um, I don't think any interest in is served enforcing them to be here is what the judge said i mean so, yet again you know you know well let's not even go into that we're just gonna leave that alone because this whole thing -wee. but yeah so that was three individuals that ended up um that uh got that were convicted uh two more last names Bowden and brown um their trial was moved to westchester county Mm -hmm. um, on motion of Which the defense. Which is also quite white. Yep. So Orange County, uh, David Ritter continued to preside over the matter. So how is a judge from a different county presiding over this case? How did how, how that happen? That's what I want to know. I say that every time that they move cases, because I feel like I feel like there's two things here, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like the only time a case should be moved outside of the county that it happened in is in the case of a safety concern for the defendant. I understand people try to move cases to get a more favorable jury, but I don't think that that's a fair case on either side. And the thing is, it's like if you're moving, I, I think if you're moving the case to get a more favorable jury, that you're not, you're already stacking the deck, right? In one way or the other. So it like in the case where it's a situation of a black person and it involves the police, moving it 
to a, a blacker county isn't necessarily giving a fair trial. Like, yes, the thing about fair trials that they're never fair, and I completely understand that because you're dealing with humans, right? Which is why I say, just leave it where it happened. <laughs> but well, I don't know. now, the there's also the thing about a tainted jury because of when big cases happen in certain areas, they get extensive coverage. So there is a thing about people coming in with preconceived notions because of extensive coverage and because, you know, people hear things and they develop their own opinions and what have you. But like, and even in that case, I'm always kind of like, because eh, the thing is like, it don't matter where you have this trial, it's never going to be completely fair because you're relying on people. Right, right. Walking in with their biases and with their ideas about Yes, that. so it's that's like, the thing moving trials necessarily because I that's why I say I feel like short of a person's safety why move the trial because either way it goes you're gonna deal with a level of bias if the case is big enough we all heard about it we all got opinions let's, but let's enough, also be honest let's not only say if the case is big enough we all have seen it let's also just find out think about the people that live in specific areas as well and they're already preconceived notions they have rather than that's what i was getting at that that was gonna be the next thing i was gonna say if you move to that because remember i said moving into a blacker county or a whiter county also kind of stacks the deck because or keeping it in in the same county stacks the deck (laughs) but again you're trying to get a fair trial in a inherently unfair system Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah. But my thing, my biggest thing is just like, how did the judge get to move? How did the judge get to stay with the case? Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Like, if, I don't even necessarily want to say stay with the case. I don't even want to say kind of stay with the case. Staying with the case in the sense of the, th- the first three people that the first three individuals case that he presided over is connected with the bigger case right. but these two individuals is not part of the other one so how the hello were you able to move from one county to the other and then even bigger than that if y'all move this case because of potential bias in the county why then bring the judge with you why bring the judge why not take it before another judge in that county that may not carry these same bias because you already said it's probably biases against this case because of the previous two, three, however many. So why no, did the judge that presided over those two? Well, because you know the 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 original county, Rockland, mm-hmm. would have been more in their favor. But yeah. here's the thing, though, know, right? So all those moved from Rockland to Westchester. The Ro- Rockland County still put the bill. Yeah. For the trial. Because it's, like, it's their case, regardless like, of where people, it happens. I wish, sometimes I just wish people would really go back and really look, like, really read all this stuff. This shit's not being made up, dude. No. <laughs> like, let's, like what, let's really get into it. Thing, it's like, regardless of where your kid lives, it's still your kid and you got to pay for it. You got it. So. Like, this stuff ain't no joke. Like, this, this ain't made up. People ain't making this stuff up out of nowhere, yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so so Bolden, um, she ends up hiring uh, hiring some lawyers, uh, which is a law partner of of her father actually, mm-hmm. and ar- arranged a plea bargain where she ended up pleading guilty to one count of felony murder and robbery in exchange for a single twenty year to life sentence. She was paroled in two thousand three. Um, but Brown, on the other hand, was unable to reach any deal that would spare him a life sentence since he, since he had nothing to lose by going to trial. He decided to have one um, at his trial. He claimed that uh, he claimed to have only had a minor participation in the robbery and had not fired any weapons at anyone. The jury was like, yeah, we don't give a damn about none of that. Is that yeah, OK. Uh, so um, in addition to being caught in the escape attempt with the other robbers. Witnesses identify him as participant in both shootouts. He was sentenced to 75 years to life in prison. Um, August of 63, uh, he was denied a new petition to get out. Hmm. So then uh, two more, uh, Buck and Shakur. Uh, Buck was ended up being convicted of multiple charges related to the robbery and other crimes and sentenced to 50 years in federal prison. Uh, Shakur, uh, we ain't gonna say that because I'm not gonna put that out there, was the last <laughs> to go on trial in charges related to the robbery. Um, in 88, he received a 60-year sentence. Um, Shakur and Buck's federal convictions were affirmed by the Second Circuit. Yeah, it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, Buck ended up being released from prison July of 2010, um, but ended up dying of cancer in August of 2010. So basically, let him go because they knew. That's what I'm saying. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, Shakur was actually denied parole. Um, he was denied parole release in 2016, again in 2018, and in early 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, November 10th of 2022, as in two months ago. Yep. Uh, the parole commission granted him parole effective December 16th of 2022 in light of, guess what? Terminal bone cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, having been arrested in early 86, Shakur at the time of his parole has served nearly 37 years. So actually, technically, Mr. Matula Shakur is currently out of jail. He is. Finally. Mm-hmm. And he went in mm-hmm. before I was even born. Yeah. <laughs> um, in 83, a federal trial presided over by the U.S. District Judge, by a U.S. District Judge. Um, three more, Duffy, Odinga, and Barra, I don't know, were convicted of conspiracy and racketeering related to the robberies. Um, then jo- uh, Jamal Joseph, what in the hello was that noise? Did you hear that? I did. I don't know what the hell that was. I don't know. Oh, well. <laughs> um, they were convicted as for being um, accessories um, while two additional defendants were acquitted. We're going to be the, acquitted. Hmm. I thought they had it all. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so two more, uh, two more were acquitted after the other ones were actually convicted as accessories to the mm-hmm. robbery now as far as what their convictions are um we don't quite know how long they actually have but they did end up being convicted the biggest one that i'm just thinking about because in all honesty i didn't know until i read this that uh, matula was actually out 
Oh, I I knew because I saw it somewhere, but I I knew it and I kind of was like, but this was is this is a situation that it's like a lot of people have, including myself, have complicated feelings because it's it's a situation of two things can be true at the same time. Yep. Because were they guilty of the crime they committed? Absolutely. Yep. But were they also railroaded by the justice system? That too is true. Like two things can be true at the same time. (laughs) You are absolutely correct. And I agree. (laughs) Like I was saying, I was saying, I told y'all that government don't like them Shakurs. (laughs) That government don't like them their Shakurs. And it's honestly, in most of these cases, it's a very rare occasion that that's not the case, that two things are true. It's like, that's true. Did did they commit these crimes, deserve to go to jail? Yes. But also, it's like, did they commit these crimes against disgusting people or were railroaded by the system or have understandable reasons it's like two things can be true it's very rare that it's just like no you're just awful yeah like i mean anna delby but she and she relishes in that and it's just like mm-hmm. it but it's very rare that it's like you're a criminal because you're just an awful terrible nasty person right it's a lot of times like mm, you broke the law and deserve punishment but also totally get it like you know it's weird it's a weird dichotomy that we got to kind of walk yes yeah but that is the story of yet another brinks robbery this time the truck rather than the building yes and on that note i am gonna go back i think she wants to get on up off this here uh, i'm gonna go back to my oatmeal cocoon because yeah (laughs) so we go we go on and let her go. Mm-hmm. And uh, we shall see y'all. I don't want to say next week. It's going to be in a couple of days. Y'all be hearing from us again. Yes, it will be. <laughs> All right. Peace out. All right. Thank y'all. Peace out. <laughs>